Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is Corey Willis with PPI, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. This is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. We've had RevMax converters on in the past. Uh, Frank chatted with us a couple years back about getting their UCC truck ready for the competition, and they ran it with a 68 RFE. But today we're going to be chatting with him about the 68 RFE transmission and things they've been working on for quite a while and some really cool stuff that's getting ready to to drop on the market. If you don't follow them on Instagram or Facebook, you need to. They're always doing some really cool things like the Allison 10 speed came out. They had one, took it apart. Same with the Ford transmissions, any of the the Dodge setups, they do it, but they had this picture and it was of a a billet valve body for a 68 RFE. And we wanted to chat with Frank today and ask him, what does this valve body do that's different than anything else on the market? And what does it give you as far as just getting the valve body or if you get a full transmission from them, what does it give you for durability? And so we're really excited to, to be able to, chat with him about that and then also some other 16 RFE <clears throat> upgrades they've been doing with whether it's with drums clutches uh the pump really anything like that all right let's get to the podcast with Frank and talking about 68 RFEs and maybe some other transmissions Frank it is great to have you on the diesel podcast we always enjoy chatting with you and learning about transmissions and been seeing a lot of posts and, and really cool things that that uh RevMax is working on with Gosh, 68 RFEs and a bunch of other transmissions, and really excited to be able to chat with you today. Well, thanks for having me, and uh, hopefully I can give you and your listeners some information to make their lives a little bit better today. I wanted to, to start with valve bodies. I've been seeing some posts that you guys have done with 68 RFE valve bodies and some, I'd say some things as far as what RevMax is able to do with a 68 RFE valve body that is different than anyone else out there and what it means for someone who's putting just a valve body in their truck or a whole transmission from you guys. Well, yeah, the, the whole concept of a billet valve body, as I, as people are calling them these days, is kind of a, uh, a very, uh, broad con- broad term to use. Uh, when people are buying what they're told is a billet valve body, they're basically buying half of a valve body that's billet. So it's just the channel casting. There's no valves in that part of it. It's just half of the valve body that's uh, that's basically just is just nothing but worm tracks. That's just f- feeding oil from one side to the other. Uh, we've been making those for about oh I don't know five years now, and it's come to our attention that there's been a lot of demand for those. So initially, we only sold those to people who were racing. and we are now selling those to everybody. Um, there's a couple of people that are selling them as well. Um, and then we started looking, well, it's kind of not really in that important, that part of the valve body. What's really important is the valve body portion of it. And the valve body portion of it, there, there's a lot more going on in that valve body portion of it than the channel plate. So on the valve body side of it, you've got the manual valve, you've got the lower reverse switch valve, you've got the solely switch valve, and that is where all of the actual issues start. 
And what we are now in the latter part of releasing right now is that other half of the valve body. And what we can do in that valve body, which nobody else can do, is it's a solid billet 6061 valve body. Uh, it does not have any cast parts in it whatsoever. So everyone asks, well, what's the big deal about cast versus billet and why do I care? Well, a cast valve body is cast because it's cheap. That's why they do it. If you're making millions of valve bodies, you cast them. They're super cheap. Well, the downside about the cast valve bodies is with any cast part, number one is porosity. No matter how good your casting is, you will always have some sort of porosity. And with these valve bodies, especially in the solenoid switch valve area, porosity is not your friend. And if you have a, a porosity issue in the valve body, you're not, you're, you're not fully supporting that valve in a very small area where it's actually touching the lands. So by going to a billet valve body versus a cast valve body, we can now completely support that valve body. We're also going to a material which is 6061, which is, I don't have the math on me right now, but it's far more, wear, um, more durable and wear-resistant than any cast material is ever going to be, even including those anodized valve bodies that people are all, think are so great in, on the newer trucks, on the 13-up uh, trucks, sorry, 12-and-up trucks that are anodized. Well, that anodizing is only two-tenths of a thousandth of an inch thick, so two-tenths, very, very thin. And interestingly enough, the late valve bodies wear out just as much as the early ones do. So that little bit of anodizing safety that people need to have by these anodized valve bodies really isn't doing them any good anyway, so we will not be anodizing our valve bodies. There's no reason to, but it will be a billet. CC61 unit. On top of that, we're using a custom diameter solenoid switch valve and end plugs, which will combat the wear issue even more. And then we focus our, our, our energy and attention to the next big issue. And the next big issue has been there since day one, and that is the accumulator plate. So the 60 RFE in stock form is very, very, very um, prone to blowing out the accumulator plate. And Sonax has many years ago, and so did us, and so did Transgo. We've all had different ways of trying to work around that factory casting in order to hold that, uh, that accumulator plate on without blowing it out. Well, if you actually look at the factory valve body versus what we're making now, the factory valve body only has a couple threads holding each screw in. The diameters of the hardware that are actually holding it together are very, very small as well. So what we've actually done with our valve body, since we're making a completely new product and we're not constrained to anything other than making it fit into the original case, is we now have full-depth threads. I believe we have between 8 and 12 threads per bolt, so they're not going to come out. We also have, we've actually also added uh, four additional fasteners to that side as well. And even bigger than that is the factory uses a metric 5 bolt. We're using a metric 8 bolt now to hold that down, which is almost 60% uh, larger in, in size and fastening ca uh, capacity. So that issue of blowing out the cumulative plates is 100% solved with this new valve body. And then we're going to go back to what we started talking about, cast versus non-cast, billet, and why do I care? Well, there's another major issue. And the other issue is inside those accumulator bores, there's a cumulator piston that's stroking every time your vehicle shifts, strokes up, strokes down with pressure. Well, over time, there's a little ring. The ceiling ring on that piston will eventually wear into the bore. And when that bore gets worn, 
you then have oil leaking around your piston seal. And when that happens, you're losing line pressure. You're losing clutch holding capacity. Well, Sonics came out with a, a decent-looking little accumulator piston not too long ago. And that piston, it, it has two guide seals at the top and one seal in the middle. And that's great, but you can still leak around that one seal. And if your valve body is really worn, I don't care how many seals you put on there, it's still going to leak. With the new valve body we're designing, out of, because it's made out of 6061, those wear issues are going to be pretty much non-existent. Uh, that, that's, that's that part of it. Now, we also, to combat that even more and make it absolutely perfect sealing, is we've just introduced a new style accumulator piston for the 60RV valve bodies as well. And it's, we call our triple-double design. And what it is is there's three total, sealing, three total seals or guide surfaces on that valve body uh, uh, piston. One is at the bottom, and that is actually a sealing, sealing ring. And then the second one is also a sealed sealing ring. And the third one at the top is a guide ring. So you now have a double area of seal. You are not going to leak no matter what. And alongside this valve body, you are, you're going to have just absolutely perfect accumulator holding. And that's something that the, no, the market has never had yet. Uh, we're going to be offering that uh, accumulator piston set up by itself or already put into one of our valve bodies. And that is going to be huge in that area as well. And the last thing that's really important that people forget about is, well, I bought a billet half my valve body. I don't need the other half. I'm oh, sorry, a billet channel plate. I don't, what, what do I care about the valve body side? Well, here's the thing. The other side of your valve body can still move and warp just as much as it used to be able to. With the new valve body, with how thick, how, how thick our half is, there is no chance of that thing ever warping. So anybody who's really into performance, towing, working their vehicles, this is going to be pretty much a no-brainer. You're going to want this valve body. And uh, we expect this to be a very, very big seller for us in 2020. It's really exciting because I, I think, and I, I'm just taking a guess, I don't know for sure, but I bet a lot of issues that, you know, when customers call you or potential customers and they're talking about their 68 RFP, their stock one, what it's done, why it's failing, a lot of it probably comes back to the factory valve body having an issue, the line pressure dropping, smoking the overdrive clutches or underdrive clutches, or just a whole bunch of different things that can happen because of that cheap factory casting and some of the limitations that are there on the OEM setup. So it, it absolutely does sound like a no-brainer. Like if I want a 68 RFE or, you know, I'm, I'm rebuilding one or, you know, I work in a shop or something, I want that valve body in there to eliminate what could potentially be just kind of like a ticking time bomb. Yeah, for sure. And let me go a little further into that too. So we, we're, we're now working on the 2019 and 2020 trucks. And we get a lot of calls, and there's always people we post something, hey, does that fit my truck? I have a 2019 truck. Well, 2019 brought in a lot of new changes. Um, luckily, the changes were only to two areas, actually. The pump has been redesigned, and then the valve body has been redesigned for 2019. And here's, what, here's what's actually changed. So... On the early 60 RFEs, so we're talking 2007 and a half through 2011, it used a, used a seven check ball valve body with a white solenoid pack. And the white solenoid pack had an overdrive solenoid in it. 
Now, in 2012, they went to a gray solenoid pack and a five-check ball setup. And that gray solenoid pack, they omitted the overdrive solenoid, and they used the multi-select solenoid to get oil to the overdrive clutch. Well, when we first got this 2019 valve body, we opened it up, opened it up and did our normal R&D that we do to it, and we saw, wow, they brought the overdrive solenoid back again. Well, they didn't bring the overdrive solenoid back again. It's in the, and it's in that location, but what that solenoid is now actually doing, it's actually controlling the reverse clutch, not the lower reverse, because there's always been a lower reverse solenoid in the past, but the actual reverse clutch. So Chrysler has actually added that solenoid so they can modulate how fast or how slow they want the reverse clutch to apply when you put the vehicle in reverse, which gives the consumer a very, very, very smooth shifting reverse. So anyone who's driven one of these 19 trucks and ever put one in reverse, they will notice that it's tissue soft and it's a beautiful reverse engagement, and that's how they did that. On top of that, the valve body uh, has a what we call an auxiliary valve body mounted on the back of it. And that auxiliary valve body has several things in it. One of those is an accumulator for reverse. So there's actually a large accumulator that's built into that valve body for that reverse solenoid, again, to soften and dampen that shift. On top of that, there is now an extra solenoid on that auxiliary valve body, and that extra solenoid is 100% for converter clutch. So before this, there was a lower reverse slash converter clutch solenoid in the, in the uh, solenoid pack. And the solenoid switch valve, which we talked about earlier, did allow that solenoid to do double duty. When you, were, when you were in first gear at a stop, it would apply the low reverse clutch. When you accelerated, it would then switch that valve to a different position, and then when the solenoid fired the next time, it would reroute the oil to the pump, and it would engage the converter switch valve and converter regulator valve in the pump, and then you'd actually get lockup out of it. Well, on the 2019 trucks, that low reverse slash TCC solenoid is now just low reverse. It does not do anything with TCC. In fact, the separator plate that separates the two halves of the valve body, that separator plate now is blocked off 100%. There is no oil going to the torque converter side coming from the solenoid switch valve. All of the, the converter workings from the valve body are now coming from that auxiliary valve body. And there's a large PWM solenoid that is now attached to that, along with a dampener that can ramp pressure just like the lower just like the reverse clutch we talked about earlier it can ramp pressures on extremely slowly or extremely fast depending on what's needed and that's why these newer trucks you can lock them up in second gear and not feel it locked up in second gear and during the shifts it will pulse it off very off very rapidly off and very fast back on and you can't even feel when that lock clutch engages and disengages so that's a major a major change Tuners have been trying for years to bring people earlier lockup, um, and every time they do it, it never turns out well. I'm sure they don't want to hear that from us, but it doesn't turn out well. You always get a horrible shift out of it, nine times out of ten. You get this weird, funky lockup. It never comes in at the right time. Well, with the 2019 trucks, the factory's done it for us, and they do a really good job of it, and that's the biggest difference um, on these 2019 trucks is that lockup solenoid being where it's at. Now, with that change that they've done, is it just for drivability improvements, or does it also add, say, some capability or longevity to what you guys can do? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it does not do anything for durability or performance. It is just drivability, 100%. It's very interesting to see how much 68 RFEs have changed from the very early models to now and the sophistication of them. But, you know, as we're talking about these transmissions and, you know, probably the majority of people that are calling you is that might not be race trucks, but they're guys who are towing, daily driving. They got a, you know, a few aftermarket add-ons, but they need more capability out of their 68 RFE than what the OEM setup can do. Now, as we sort of transition <clears throat> past the valve body into other things that you guys are working on, whether it's with clutch packs or converters or pumps, billet shafts, all those sorts of things, what are some new 68 RFE upgrades that you guys have been working on for, for these trucks? Well, a lot. So 2020 is going to be a really awesome year for 68 owners. Um, we never stop innovating. Um, every time we get a unit back here, or we get a request for something, we always look into it, and we try to figure out a way to make our products better. Better. We never, ever stop. And this year, uh, so we got the built valve body coming out, which is huge. Uh, we also have a new clutch drum coming out this year as well. So in, I can't give out all the details on that drum quite yet, but there's a new drum that's already working perfectly fine in several test trucks that will be released here probably in the next oh, two to three months. Um, and let's just say there's nothing else like it. It's an evolution of our 850 drum, but it's a big change. And uh, there's, there's also some other things that are really cool that we're coming out with as well that go along with that drum that made that drum possible. And that part I can actually go into a little bit of detail. It's not, a, it's not ready for retail sale yet, but we actually made a, a one-piece forged billet um, overdrive clutch hub. And this part's made of 300M. Um, it's a game changer because the hub length is actually different. So we were actually limited in how many clutches we could stack in that overdrive area by that clutch hub. That limitation is now gone along with a much stronger shaft because, honestly, we are seeing so many broken overdrive clutch hubs and the reason why we're seeing those clutch hubs is not because the horsepower levels have changed. It's because of tuning. And all it takes is the tuner to have the 3-4 shift time just a little bit wrong, and you will snap that overdrive clutch up. And we've actually, in the past, I'd say, year to year and a half, we've seen almost a one-to-one -one ratio of broken overdrive clutch hubs to input shafts. And uh, hopefully with this new shaft, It'll give the tuners a little bit more room to play with it if they're not just perfectly dead on the money like the factory was without breaking that shaft. So um, that shaft, the new drum assembly, um, it, it's, a, it's a big year, man. It's a big year. That is really exciting for anyone that has a 68 RFE because for years it was like, these things will never hold power. There's not, you know, there's not much you can do inside of them. That's what we'd hear from the public or enthusiast or, you know, just the diesel community. But to hear about the valve body, the clutch hub, all these different things, it 
it seems like if I had a 6.7 Cummins and I wanted to make some power with it, I would choose the 68 RFE platform because of the aftermarket capability of it. And I would have to agree. Um, we get calls every single day um, asking about, hey, what truck should I order? Should I get an A69 truck or a 68 RFE truck? The answer is pretty easy in our end, the way we tell people. If you want a bone stock truck and you're going to work that truck to death, you're going to tow every day with it, you're, gonna, you're just going to work it hard, but you're going to need a power stock, buy an AS69 truck. It's 100% the best way to go. Now, if you're the customer who says, you know what, I want a truck, I want to, I want to put a tune on it, I want to change turbos out, and I want to work it hard, or I want to go to the drag strip and play with it, believe it or not, 60 RFE is going to be a much better choice for you. With the defueling on the, uh, on the AS69s, they do not play well with power. Um, the, the, the design inside of them, it's, it, it's good, it's fine, but you're never going to be able to get to where we're at with the 60 RFE, in, in our opinion. We've gone so far with the 60 RFE platform that it's not the 60 RFE of 2007. Um, now, is it a 47 or 48 RE? No, but for, better, for good, and, you know, good and bad. The good side is we've got six gears. We've got a trainee with an amazing low first gear and a double overdrive. 48 RE does not have that. You know, have a 48 truck, you take off from the light, it feels like you're driving through mud if you're driving a 68 truck. But that, that first gear ratio is so different. Um, and then driving on the freeway, it's such a nice thing to have that extra double overdrive gear. So you drop those RPMs down and keep that engine run nice and smooth. And the downside, though, is it's not a dinosaur. And what I mean by dinosaur is it's not a non-computer-controlled transmission, meaning that we've got six gears and we rely on a computer and we rely on adaptives to be able to meet these shifts. Where a 48, you just bang the gear, man. Hit the next gear, hit the next gear, hit the next gear. And that's why they last so much longer and they're so much stronger because there's no computer input to those. And no matter what we do, we will still never get a 68 to a 40 degree level. Just the same reason why turbo 400s and power glides when someone has a Mustang or Camaro or whatever they're driving, and they get to, say, 1,000 or 1,200 horsepower, whatever training was in there, it goes out the window, and they put a turbo 400 or a power glide in it. And that's basically what the 48 is. And now people are putting turbo 400s as well where a 48 couldn't hold up. So it's no different in the diesel world. Unfortunately, if you want to go really, really fast, you have to go back to the dinosaur age, and you've got to go three-speed or two-speed range. Four-speed will get you to a certain point, but three-speed or two-speed – they'll hold any kind of real power i think though that the the majority of, of people who are listening you know to this or, or calling you guys they're they're in that either you know my truck is stock or you know has a few upgrades to it but they're using them for work it's a daily driver and you don't you now if i think about it i don't know if i would want to go back to a 48 re for something i'm just driving every day and working and i need to be reliable for the cost the changes everything like that when i can get you know, Rev Max 550, and still have the six gears, have the gear ratios, have the the smooth shifts, the engagement, and the capability that's there. And I think that's what's changed. Where you know, years ago it was, you know, can a 68 RFE even hold up to work and towing every day? And the answer now is yes. Yeah, a hundred percent for sure. Uh, 68 at a conservative power level. When I say conservative, 700 horsepower and below can be absolutely worked hard daily basis, run hard, and, and take it. Now, is it going to last 150,000 miles at 700 horsepower? No. Not in factory form. Not going to happen. A 48 won't do that either. 
An Allison won't do that. Nothing will. And even when you do build a 48 or an Allison, people think that, well, if I do that, it's bulletproof. There's no such thing as bulletproof with transmissions. If you push too hard and you beat on it too much, the harder you're on it and the more that you're on it is, is exactly proportionate to how long that transmission is going to last. It's even true with engines. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it, that, that, that's one of the things that, that we, we hear and we see a lot is, well, it's bulletproof. It's never going to break. I can do whatever I want with it for hundreds of thousands yeah. of miles. And I'm like, you bought the, you bought that Ram truck cause you wanted the Cummins engine and they're great and they're legendary, but they can break too with enough use and abuse. And it's the same thing on the transmission side. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And like I said, we get the call every day. Well, uh, I, I can do this. I can do that. Well, the internet will tell you a lot of things you can and cannot do. And unfortunately you have to sift through what's in the internet and figure out what's really true. But I can tell you, being someone that oversees the bills of thousands of transmissions a year, there is no such thing from any manufacturer that can take a, a thousand horsepower for hundreds of thousands of miles and not fail. It just can't happen. Now, I know you're a real busy guy, but I saw something I love about following guys on social media, and I would encourage all of our listeners to do it, is you guys don't mess around when something new hits the market and you guys just jump right in. I've been seeing these really cool pictures of the Allison 10 speed, the new Ford transmission. And I know we've, we've mostly been talking about the 68 RFE and Ram trucks, but I definitely would like to chat with you again and jump into these new 10 speeds that you guys are seeing. Yeah. And I would, that, that's a whole nother podcast all by itself. And I'd be happy to, to talk to you guys about that and inform everybody. But Here's a, just a little teaser for, the, for, the, for your, your viewers and listeners. The biggest thing about this uh, new Allison 10-speed is it's not an Allison, guys. I hate to break it to you. It's a Ford. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that, and, we'll, and, I'll, and I'll, uh, I'll, we'll go into that a lot deeper later on. But, uh, yeah, the whole Allison being its own unique product, that's no longer the case with this transmission. Well, Frank, it was, uh, it was great to hear what RevMax and you guys are working on. Some really great information for our 68 RFE listeners that are out there. And uh, I'm going to be bugging you here soon to uh, talk about the Allison and the Ford stuff. So it was really great chatting with you. appreciate your time, expertise, and, and the knowledge you shared with us. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me, and I uh, hope, hope to talk to you soon again. Don't forget, Diesel fans, if there's any questions that you have specific to your 68 RFE build, your ASIN, Allison, Ford, whatever transmission you might have in your truck, Feel free to reach out to RevMax. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and, and Facebook. They they do a wonderful job of keeping the whole diesel community updated with new things that they're finding, upgrades, ways to make these transmissions more capable. But just reach out to them. The crew over there, they're really happy to chat with you about your setup, offer advice. They build thousands and thousands of transmissions a year. So more than likely, if if uh, you're looking for something to hold big power or something in a, a towing you know, work truck, daily driver, they've come across it before and can offer you sound advice. Till next time, keep the shiny side up.